<laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 5 of the Start the Beat podcast with Sykes. I am Sykes and this is my podcast. Before we get started today, I wanted to take a brief moment to thank everyone who checked out last week's episode with Mr. Matt Vary himself of Very Tight Recordings. If you listened, I hope you enjoyed the conversation and I'm happy you all decided to come back. You know, a lot of people have been asking me, like, Hey, Brian, how's the show going? I just broke character there. I should have been, Hey, Sykes, how's the show going? Since I say Sykes, but, you know, my name's Brian, and I always say Brian. I don't like to introduce myself as Sykes. But if this was Start the Beat podcast with Brian, it would sound a lot more stupid, I guess. Not saying that Sykes sounds any better, but... Whatever, we're getting off track. The track that I want to get back on is the fact that people have been asking me how the show's doing, and to be honest with you, I don't know. I do not know. But, you know, they're like, you could check the stats on Bandcamp, but I haven't. But I have the mouse here, and I figure since this is going to be the fifth episode, it might be a good time now to see how the episodes are doing. So I'm actually going to click on this now, and we'll let you know. We're going to record the... (laughs) <laughs> the reaction in real time. So let's see. Clicking it, looking at stats. How's the show doing? Is this a waste of time? I don't know. Let's find out. Okay. Um, This is what? I don't understand how this works. Um, I'm confused. This is just the past month? Let's do all time. I can't figure this out. Okay. Um, all right. Okay. That's about what I expected. It's not uh, <laughs> it's not phenomenal, but it's doing okay, I suppose. Uh, it's enough to make me want to keep doing this, I guess. So we're going to move on with the show. <laughs> and uh, again, if you are new to the show, uh, thanks for coming by <laughs> and adding to these bullshit statistics that don't mean anything anyways. Please feel free to make yourselves at home. And as always, there's beer and soda in the fridge. The lovable and huggable sensation that is JT Penderville is on the show today. And for those of you who don't know JT, he is the drummer for the band Deathlehem. And if you don't know who Deathlehem is, whew, don't worry, because you're about to get a history lesson on these motherfuckers, as well as some deep conversation about how JT got into playing drums, listening to metal, and all other sorts of nerdy goodness, so strap in. A fair warning for those of you who haven't already looked at uh, the time bar to see how long this thing is, today's conversation is pretty long. But it was a solid discussion from start to finish, so I feel that the length is totally justified. And yeah, that's about all I have to say. Uh, You ready to do this? You comfy people? Okay, sit back, relax, and let's start the motherfucking beat! Hey, yeah. Hey, yeah, woo! I hate the sound of my own voice. Well, good thing I'm not Sorry. getting your headphones. Yeah, I'll be good. Alright. What kind of mixer is that? It's a Yamaha MD16-something. Um, It's actually shitting the bed on me. I have to get a new one. It's like, it works fine, but it's doing this weird thing where, like, 
the wiring's getting bad, and if I'll turn a channel on and it won't be on, I have to, like, fidget with it. Uh, it slowly started, like, a year or two ago. It was just this one, and it's, like, it's going down the board. It still works. You just have to fuck with it, but it just seems like it's... I don't know. Oh, uh, that's but, weird. Yeah, I mean, they're really cheap. I've had it, and I've had this thing for probably seven years now, so... It's interesting. Do you get any... Well, we can talk about this later. <laughs> no, we can talk about it. Whatever. No, I was just, uh, um, since I'm recording our stuff now. Yeah. And, uh, I'm, I'm getting, like, I'm learning all kinds of stuff about, like, recording. And I knew a little bit before, beforehand going into it, but now I'm, like, really diving into it. Okay. And they, uh, learning about all these problems. Like, I'm getting, like, today we did something and I, and I, uh, a lot of, like, hum in the microphone. Like, you think it's a grounding issue, but it's not because, like, I mean, it just does it, like, on every plug in my house. Yeah. And it's, I can't figure out, it's, like, that low, like, hum, you know. You weren't getting it before? Well, it was the first time we hooked up a mic to it, but we got it through the guitars when we were just doing a DI. Yeah. In the condenser microphone that we were using today, it's like definitely cannot record vocals with it. Like, okay. It's bad. Anyway, <laughs> we'll figure it out. So recording this, you're recording your first album in a sense, not not your band's first album. Yeah, yeah. But my you're you're my producing. First, uh, this yeah. is your first time producing well, an album. I think I'll, I'll say. We're all producing it. Okay. I'm engineering it. You're all okay. So if that's that, fair. If that's because we all have like our own little input yeah. that would count as producer credit, I suppose. Yeah, a lot of people have a different idea of what production yeah. is and what. Yeah. But yeah, so you're engineering it. I'm like I'm the technical engineer on it. Okay. If that makes any sense. So that's cool. And now I know that um I maybe I'll have to get into details about why you're recording yeah. an album. <laughs> but are you doing the drums too, or did you already have the drums? We acquired the drums from the first. Okay. The first iteration of the album, so that's yeah. good. So you don't have to worry. Yeah, about we didn't have to redo that. any of the drums. Um, yeah, because that would have been a pain. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, all of that aside, mm -hmm. how is being in a band for you still? How is all well, of this working out in your day and age? It's an expensive hobby, but it's a hobby <laughs> that I enjoy having. Yeah, as most mu musicians would probably say. I mean, you know how it goes too. Yeah, absolutely. But I, th I try to think sometimes what my life would be like without it, and like without Deathlehem specifically, even not even just music, but Deathlehem. It's like I've been in it for almost six years, and that's a, a better part of my my twenties. Oh yeah, when Deathlehem started, yeah, was it always like a themed thing? Mm -hmm. Or okay, so like from the gate, from it was the like, get go, yeah, from the get go, it was going to be the initial thing. thing about it was like it was for a Halloween party. My okay. friend kind of was like hey you guys like he we all had these mutual friends and like we like knew each other we weren't like really close though we we're just like oh we all yeah acquaintances I'm like oh let's all get together and try to do this like fun little halloween party thing just for shits and giggles and around the same time the other bands that we were all kind of involved with within a span of maybe six months before or after kind of fizzled away and uh we decided after writing original songs for this halloween joke band called Deathlehem. <laughs> we were like so that, that was the name and everything yeah like well How yeah dm so started with like he was just like i got he kind of always wanted to do it as Deathlehem. okay or like some sort of band like oh it's a funny name so let's do something with it and when he when he had the band name picked out like whatever band i'm gonna be in next is gonna be Deathlehem. he wanted it to be something like kind of ridiculous i'm not entirely sure if he wanted to do the costumes from the get-go he might have um i don't want to say otherwise but um I think as we all kind of got together, we were just like, okay, the band name is Deathlehem, so we have to do something ridiculous, and let's just all our songs can be about just ridiculous, epic, medieval stuff. And then 
after the Halloween party thing, we started to get our like find our our groove, and we're still still finding our groove even yeah. after so many years. We kind of went this whole like RPG video game D and D route. So did all of you guys just happen to be into that shit, and then like you found each other and you all played music? We all really like video games. Okay. I mean, straight up, like I mean, to varying degrees. Like I know, I know Rick really, really likes yeah, video games, he but loves I feel retro. like he doesn't embrace the nerd culture whatsoever. No. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Like it's like uh, this hidden secret for him, I guess. Okay. Maybe you know. No, it's not really that bad. He really likes retro games. Like I mean, you know, he has all the new stuff too, but uh, really into like the Super Nintendo, like that era. Mm-hmm. Um, I like video games, but I won't play video games every day. But I know what like everyone's kind of talking about because I still keep up on it. It's just mm-hmm. you know my time is spent other doing other things. I'm in the same boat. Yeah, I mean like I would love to probably sit around and like buy every game and play that, but or play it. But I just don't have like my time. I guess is like split in like this whole Deathlehem thing going on yeah. right now. But I mean, uh, you know, DM has a you know every not not every console, but a lot of consoles. So I mean, you know, we all kind of do it. But when we initially started to do, we were like, well, let's be like this. We had a lot of D and D references in the music and um how we talked and how we refer to our level and all this stuff and and dm played uh warhammer and he rick used to play D in high school and i think at the time when urban was in the band i think he might have he might not have played D, but he like understood like the kind of concept of it and we stuck with his D thing and then and then people who really really like D were hitting us up and saying like oh yeah asking us all these questions about like basically out nerding us okay you know <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we we ended up um, kind of saying, well, maybe we should just kind of stick with this RPG theme. So because that's an all encompassing. Were they like interrogating you? Like, no, for, like, like I mean, stepping, so, or, like, yeah. or like asking you, like dissecting your music and trying to pull some like real like, yeah, they were trying meaning to, uh, out of it. Yeah, well, I don't think they were looking at any type of meaning, but they would hit us up and be like, oh, um, no, you guys are awesome. That's, that's awesome. Like you guys have a really good show, and I like the costume and stuff. Like. What edition of D and D did you play? Uh, <laughs> you know, like, and I'm like, oh yeah. And he's like, well, I got this one. I got this one group. You know, I mean, oh, like asking real, you the, to go the play real, with them the, and stuff. Yeah, this the one DM. He's he's really an asshole, but I think you would you would love it. Like, you guys should all play with us. We should all like raid or something, or you know, whatever. Yeah. You know, I think that's more of a World of Warcraft thing. But um, and it was just like, uh yeah. And then like when they ask me it's... specifically, like, what edition did you play? And I started with four fourth edition, which is kind of shunned upon by people who played like second and oh, why is that? Two, five. Because it's like kind of a dumbed down. Okay. Um. I mean, it's still it's still D and D, but it at the same time it's very it's more accessible, I think, to a to a broader mm-hmm. audience. Um. I think that's the use like of a... visuals maybe is a little bit more like they have a game board you can make, and you know we're 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 I think two two point five or two e one of those or both of them is straight up almost pen and paper, no visual like it's all in your head. Type okay. Of thing. And that's that's great. Like, and when I played fourth edition, I was like, I enjoyed it. But it was also really bad at it. I don't know how to explain. Like, because most of my imaginative qualities or most of my creative qualities come stem from like kind of comedy, and usually offensive comedy. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> if like for instance, like Deathlehem, like you know, is I just kind of tell everybody it's a giant dick joke. You yeah. know what I mean? Because like I, I mean, that's like the simplified the simplified version of it. But I, I think. Um, for for me to really like, I really like to have that that openness where I can just kind of make fun of myself and makes make like a satire. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's not like I'm making fun of people who actually play this the the game, but it's like 
come on, step back a little bit and be like, you know, hey, I mean, it is kind of goofy sometimes. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, I mean, like, it's still a great way to, like, you know, kill time and, you know, I mean, it's I a wish, hobby, so. Yeah, I wish that, like, I wasn't, I mean, with Sykes, I could do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, I've, like, gone down this path of, like, real, like, serious, depressing music. Yeah. And I'm not, like, a serious guy. No. But, like, yeah. I have, like, a lot of, like stuff in me i guess and like i yeah. let it out through my music and it's no, yeah. through that but it's like i still want to like have fun with music and i feel like i connected better with people when i was uh more animated yeah but like i have such a hard time writing goofy music now hmm. I just, it's like it's really hard for me to like that's like it's weird like i, I think, like, I, I, think need, I would have like, i would have a tough time writing like serious I, I don't know maybe i wouldn't but i listen to like a lot of serious music too yeah you know what i mean and like like you would listen to all kinds of comedy stuff, you know. What I mean? Yeah, like, and I mean, I listen to, to a lot like, of goofy stuff. Like my yeah. my favorite album of all time is a mindless self indulgence album. Yeah. So yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, that's totally off the rails. But for some reason, with me and music, it's like I always want to make something that's real, real serious. But yeah, I mean, me and my girlfriend do that team best stuff. That's super goofy. So maybe oh yeah, no, I'm able I, to like hilarious stuff. I'm able to get yeah. that out in that. But I don't yeah. know. I feel like with me and like my personal uh, yeah. thing, I want it to be like. Real, real serious, but I wish, like, I envy the amount of fun that yeah. you guys get to have. Even though, I mean, you're still putting, like, the same amount yeah. of work into it. Probably more work. You've so yeah, much shit that you have to, I like... I mean, there's a lot of people that work hard. I don't want to, like, you know... I mean, like, the whole band yeah. as a whole. Like, yeah, yeah. No, I, no, I meant, like, other... I mean, yeah. I mean, we definitely yeah. put work in. Like, I, I don't... Yeah, um, I try not to take more credit than we deserve to, but at the same time, like, yeah, I, we, we, I mean, I live and breathe it almost after, like, I get home from work and I'm just like, all right, what can I, I do productively for Deathlehem today? Yeah, I know a ton of people yeah. in bands, and I've known so many people in bands. Yeah. And you guys work way harder than anybody I know. Oh, well, thanks. So I can say that. I can't <laughs> speak good. for the rest of the yeah. world. But you Sometimes guys, it's good to have like other perspectives. No, like you guys person, do. Yeah. It seems like you're working really hard. So I don't know. Maybe you're not. No. <laughs> it seems like you are. I feel like so. I am. <laughs> it really seems yeah. like you are. But taking it back, uh, so this all started for a Halloween party. And you uh-huh. said you, you wrote original songs for this party. Yes. How many songs did you write? Initially, I think we had... Four. Really? How long did it take you to write four songs? Um, two months. Okay. Yeah. No, it was on just like a regulated practice, like once or twice a yeah, week. Yeah, well, like yeah, I mean, like um, well, the writing process has really changed. Well, n- not so much with so basically, DM and Rick are two guitar players, are the principal writers. Okay. And they'll each kind of, I think the initial album, the first one was done with just DM wrote some songs and then Rick had some riffs and they would kind of collaborate. I don't want to did- put. Ahead, did the two of them work together on guitar prior to this like were they in bands together no. or did they know each other no they met that rick and dm actually know each other through me okay so, so i feel like it's like it's really weird to find like two guitar players and like put them together because they could both play yeah. pretty well yeah so, like, they each have their own like strengths yeah which is like kind of i don't i, I mean I, I don't know it's, it's been a while since i've been out in the uh hey let's start a band world you know, and met with other people. Like DM and I have been making music together for a long time, so he's kind of like a a musical partner so that I could. So you, so you, DM and Rick have been in this since like the yeah, the we're the original. Of, yeah, and was um, who was playing bass for you originally? Uh, his name was CJ. Okay. His his stage name was Gallagher. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and cool. uh, he was so DM. I'm trying to see if I can give the short story here. DM, CJ, and I were in a kind of like this metalcore band called Armoros Falls. It was I mean at the time it was like my first I guess I use I'm using air quotes but like metal band and I didn't know too much about metal. I went from like 
I had a really like pop punk background actually. Okay, cool. So I like learned how to do drums, taught myself drums by like playing a lot of like Offspring songs. Yeah, that that exact beat. <laughs> I mean, Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah. I mean, like I'm you know I'm I'm 27, so I'm kind of like you know when I was in my teenage years, that's, that's what I was playing. You know? Yeah. And um, you know stuff like that, and then uh. I met DM through at AIP when I when we were both there. We met through like another mutual friend randomly, and at the time he was in this other band. And he's like, you know, we really want to do this this other thing, but um, you know, we we're looking for a drummer. And I was like, yeah, I can give it a shot. I'm not really a metal person, but it could be fun because I mean, at the time I was probably like the most metal I got was like Slipknot. Okay. Okay. Well, and like Slipknot, metal. yeah, Slipknot was like a gateway to. I went from like Offspring to Slipknot and I remember this 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 very specifically because I don't know how I did it but it was Offspring to Slipknot to the Dillinger Escape Plan <laughs> okay that I mean nothing in between like <laughs> I think it was because uh, my friend was and my friend in like middle school or maybe like when I was a freshman and he he was like JT man I know you play drums so you'll you'll love this band they have three drummers and I'm like what the fuck like oh, and I was Slipknot? like Slipknot okay I'm like okay listen into this and then I met like some other friends other people like a little bit older than me and I was hanging out with them like and uh I kind of always ran with like an older crowd like five or six years older than me just because I was like I don't know because more mature I don't know sure <laughs> and uh I think that one of them introduced me to like oh man you'll Fuck Slipknot, man. They got three drummers. This dude is one drummer, and this is what he could do. And he was also, uh, obviously referring to Chris Penny. Mm-hmm. And I'm listening to it, and I think the first song I heard from them was a uh, um, the Irony is a Dead Scene EP yeah. with Mike Patton. Mm-hmm. And that was just so out there. And I was like, I hated it at first because I was like, this doesn't fucking make any sense. Like, fuck it. Like, I didn't, I just, I couldn't follow it, and I thought it was just noise. So I went back, like, I don't know. There was some time where I was just went back to Slipknot, and I started listening to these guys again because I was like, well, this drummer is pretty good. And I just never looked back after that to, to anything else. And, like, Dillinger Escape Plan was actually probably more of a gateway for me to listen to more, like, melodic death metal. If that makes any sense. I kind of bounced around a little bit. You but, just, like, took it to, like, the extreme. Yeah, and then kind of backed off a little bit. To, like, okay. Yeah. But, I mean, like, I was always a fan of, like, 80s pop and stuff. So, really catchy hooks and, and melodies, whether done by someone who can sing really well or a guitar riff, you know what I mean? that'll always hook me no matter what. So that's why I really like a lot of aspects of like melodic death metal. And like that kind of opened the gateway for me to listen to like progressive metal and progressive rock, you know? Um, and that also opened the door for like classical music and stuff. And like, I mean, I couldn't tell you like, you know, what symphony number this is of or whatever, but I mean, like I really do appreciate yeah, it that can be classical stuff. And like, you'll get it. Yeah. If it, like I tell people who aren't into metal, like, you know, well, like, give it a chance. Like, don't, like, look past the screaming vocals because you, first of all, you have to look at screaming vocals if you're not into it as a, just another type of instrument that adds to the, to the mood, you know? And can you really understand everything anybody says even when they're singing it? I mean, to be honest, you can listen to any song on the radio and, like, I still don't understand what they're fucking there's a, saying. There's, yeah, there's so many songs that I misunderstand. Yeah, and they're singing it clearly. Yeah. I don't understand <laughs> it, you know? So the whole uh, you can't understand the words I'm like okay but you also can't understand the words when they're singing it so not all the time yeah but i mean i can understand but i i think like and i try to explain people like oh if you don't like metal like try to think of it like take all the distortion away it's literally a classical song sometimes a lot of times a lot, a lot of times depends on the metal what are you thinking That's i'm not... like thinking more i guess like in my head it's like i'm thinking more like 
grindcore. Yeah, grindcore like probably not. Type of yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, so your extreme metal maybe not so much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but yeah. it's it's. But no, I mean, like I always try to think of things like without. I guess the, not the distortion, but I mean that's I mean that's just a, an effect. But I mean like I always try to think of how things would sound if it was played on a piano or something. And I don't play piano, but I really like the sound of a piano. And I feel like a lot of things can be converted to piano and still make sense. Yeah, there's a um, or like strings or no, there's a there's an awesome YouTube channel VK Goes Wild. Mm -hmm. Um, she's this girl from some other country that does. So she's really good at it then, right? She Another does. Country. <laughs> oh yeah, well she does renditions of all these metal songs on piano, hmm. like everything from like Gorgoroth to System of a Down. Okay. Like it's all over the place, and it's awesome. She does yeah. really really good translations, yeah. and, like, and it's she, still like very musical, I'm sure. Yeah, right? yeah. it's nuts. It's yeah. really really cool. Yeah, I just I have to look it up. Yeah, I, I just I really enjoy things that have like a lot of like musicality to it, I suppose. But and I'm a drummer, it doesn't mean why. You know, people just like. You hit things through. <laughs> well, no, I, I, I'm yeah. more rhythm-based, too. Yeah. The thing with me was I always had an interest in playing. Well, my first interest in music was bass. Mm -hmm. And then for, I don't when I was real, huh. real young, yeah. I thought, because I thought, like, Steve Harris was awesome when I was listening to a lot of Iron Maiden. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, man, I want to play bass. And then, I don't know, it just fucking went away. And then I got really interested in drums. I couldn't tell you why or how. But yeah. I always lived in apartment buildings, mm -hmm. so... I couldn't. You couldn't do. Like, I couldn't yeah. do drums, but then I, through some circumstance of events, I got into making beats, and that's. I think I, this this is. I talk about it's it. It's in your video, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That was, uh, yeah, that sounded familiar. Yeah, that's that because I remember hearing you say that in the video, and I'm thinking, it's kind of similar to me because, but my but my parents were like, super super supportive of like pretty much anything that I ever did, and they were they never forced me to play an instrument, but like my mom plays piano and guitar. My dad played piano when he was a kid, um, so kind of just naturally, I guess, like, hey, do you want to play an instrument? It's okay if you don't, but if you do, what would you want to play? And I said, well, drums, and they were like, yeah, let's give it a try, you know, and they were totally cool with me. How having, old were you? Um, fourth grade, fifth okay. grade, fifth grade, so cool. however old you are in that, I guess, 11, oh. something like that? Yeah, I, don't know. I guess it depends on when you start, but. <laughs> yeah, around that time, so I mean, like, but I started, you know, just snare drum tapping out rudiments and you know a little had a little lesson book and stuff and then you know i started playing drum set probably around 13 years old did you 14 years were you old? ever in band or anything oh like yeah, that? yeah yeah okay yeah so like i guess i wasn't self-taught on like a percussive like i knew how to re read, read a little bit of music i'm not so great at it now you know I, well like in band and stuff i was always just like snare drum or timpani or bass drum concert bass you know and we never really played drum set for anything mm -hmm. and then uh high school kind of rolled around and you know things got a little bit more interesting with marching band i played my freshman year i played just a bass drum and then uh sophomore and junior and senior year i played the quads so okay. tenor drums oh, okay yeah yeah and those were a lot of fun but um you know going back uh i i i bought my own drum set and just i mean that's all self-taught so the whole like i mean that's just me listening trying to listen to music and you know i don't think there was youtube around then no <laughs> probably not yeah just yeah, this man think, and yeah. playing along to yeah, like and just kind of like whatever. try to like do really simple beats and then end up being at like, that time were you were you into metal yet at that point like when did the when did the the Slipknot thing happen for you Slipknot was I want to say eighth grade okay so that would have been ninety nine okay maybe or two thousand yeah. around then so the slip because I I remember so roughly when that was when you started playing. Dr like a drum set drums you were still like pop punk influenced? yeah straight up like okay. 
like the Offspring was my favorite band. Okay, I, I love the Offspring, but I didn't get into the Offspring until Americana came out. So I was oh, like, wow. late, I was okay. late to the party. I was like, you know, I mean, my first CD was probably really, really shitty. Like, I think it might have been Chumbawamba. Okay, like because I just didn't. I mean, <laughs> I'd kick, I'd kick eight year old me's ass. You know, what I mean? yeah. like <laughs> kids a turd. You know, yeah. But no, I, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, my first like real CD that actually got me into playing real music probably was Green Day Dookie. Okay. But it still was a few years after it had already come out. Yeah, Green Day Dookie was the first CD I ever bought. Nice. Like yeah. when it first came out? Yeah, or? yeah. It was in yeah. fourth grade. Yeah, see? Yeah, I got like a CD player for my birthday, and I bought Green Day's Dookie. Yeah. And I, I think, think I might have like, got it in fifth grade. I think uh, in Smashing Pumpkins, Melancholy, and the Infinite Sadness. Oh, see? I missed so the like, whole Smashing Pumpkins thing, and I never appreciated Smash, uh, the Smashing Pumpkins until later. You yeah. know what I mean? And that album, I, uh, yeah, that, that album you just said was, um, every, it was, I mean, it got such great, like, critically acclaimed. I mean, it's, it's, and not, you listen to it now, and it's like, you can really appreciate the, the yeah, music. Yeah, it's know? nuts. It's crazy. Yeah, that was like, my, my first really, really big favorite band was Iron Maiden. Nice. And then it went from Iron Maiden to Green Day hmm. to Smashing Pumpkins. So you, yeah, you yeah, did like, so this, <laughs> you kind of did like a reversal. Well, I mean, I mean, not really. I mean, there's, or, those are all three bands I still consider bands. Yeah. When I buy like a Chumbawamba CD and go from to Green Day after that, I'm like, that's a huge step for me. <laughs> then, sure. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's pretty cool. I'm like trying to like remember like what happened though. Like after Smashing Pumpkins, we're talking like the seventh, eighth, ninth grade thing. The next really big band that I remember being my favorite band was Slipknot. Huh. But I don't think that that happened until ninth grade. Like in between yeah. eighth and ninth grade, one was one. How old me, are you? I'm 28. You're 20. Okay, so we're about the same age then. So, so I been... think that that's when, at least when I found the first Slipknot album. And that was, but the the time period in between there, I don't remember. Um, I There was a lot of pop punk stuff that I was into. Yeah. I liked Blink-182. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it was hard to find a kid There was didn't. a lot, <laughs> like Blink-182 and a lot of the like Epitaph stuff. I did like The Offspring, I liked yeah. Descendants, and like a lot of other bands that I can't even really remember now yeah I, like a lot of the stuff on like the punkorama compilations yes. did you ever uh, have any yep, of those yep yep that's the, yeah this that was the stuff i think like the seventh and eighth grade that was probably what i was listening to the most but i don't know if yeah. i had like a, any favorite band in particular yeah, until think... slipknot happened slipknot was the band that like knocked me back into metal hey man the, uh, you know i, I kind of like at the time i was like yeah this is awesome and then i grew out of it and i was like fuck that shit and now I'm like, yeah. oh, you go back and it's like, it's not terrible. It's not, it's still not really for me, but I mean, I could still like kind of appreciate what they did, yeah. you know? And I, I still think, you know, I mean, without it, obviously, I don't know where I'd be, you know I mean? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I might've found another band, but you know, I mean, what are you going to do though? Like I've, I actually talked about this with somebody else that was here. Like uh -huh. when you're 10, 11, 12 years old, like how are you supposed to find music? Yeah. Especially I mean, that time too. Yeah. That's because like, we I mean, didn't have... I mean, you might have... The internet. I, yeah, I mean, internet like, existed. I think the only thing I remember doing when I was that age on the internet was playing Diablo and okay. Diablo 2. You know, like, I mean, I think there was a few years in between them, so, I mean, roughly. But it was probably the first Diablo game, and I was like, to me, Diablo online, that was the internet. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> okay. Like, that's all I... Yeah. That's all we did it. And I mean, you know, 56K, unplug the phone, plug this thing in, uh -huh. you know? And it was awesome. But, like, to me, that was the internet. That was it. That was all I did. But, um... How did you find music then? I don't know. I think uh, just like MTV just radio, and just radio. Like radio, MTV, like whatever they had on. 
I don't know how I found the offspring. Maybe probably like pretty fly for a white guy. Because, yeah, I mean, I mean they were pretty like, big at that point. Yeah, I mean Americana. Like, and after I got Americana, I listened to that CD and was like, yeah, "This is good. This is good. I like it." I don't know why. I couldn't tell you what. Like, it was probably that song. You know, I heard mm-hmm. it on the radio and I was like, "This is sweet." I did go back and find their other CDs. I don't. I, I think I remember not knowing what order things came out because you couldn't like easily look it up. <laughs> yeah. You know, on the internet then. So I just would kind of see. Oh, they have all, this, all these other CDs. Like, I'll just buy them. And I remember Smash after being, or after having Americana and going back and getting their back catalog. I remember Smash being my favorite album. Yeah, it just it is, yeah, it's a great it is album. The best yeah. Album. yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people would say <laughs> that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just remember like going from that to Slipknot and then to the Dillinger Escape Plan and. Weird. What do you listen to nowadays? Mainly, I feel like it's mainly metal, but that's probably not a fair judgment. No, I think you judge fairly. Um, I do listen to a lot of metal. I listen to a lot of the same things. Like, there's a lot of things that, I mean, I'm sure you, a lot of people's brain work the same way. But when I hear like a certain band that I really, really like, it's like kind of you know like ear candy, and like I can listen to it a thousand times a day on repeat and yeah. still have no. And one of those bands right now is um, Bay Lacour. Okay. And um, they're from Australia. They're not super, super huge, but they do a lot of tours in Australia and stuff. And they just have they have three albums out right now. And I just I mean, cons- I probably listen to at least one of their songs every day, okay. either in the car or just sitting on my computer or working on stuff, whatever. And it's like straight up melodic death metal. I I I kind of compare it. They're like a more progressive sounding Amon Amarth. Okay. So if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, just really, really catchy guitar riffs and stuff. And then, like, other things I listen to is like, I still listen to the Dillinger Escape Plan. I've kind of been following them, you know, since I I gave them a, my second shot. <laughs> for, you know, the yeah. first time was like, no, fuck this. But then the second time was like, oh, this is cool. Um, what else does it do? I mean, a lot of Opeth. Uh, like, uh, what era Opeth? Like, all era Opeth? Um, Deliverance. Um, like I'm trying to think. I have a like I have a playlist on my iTunes that is just like a lot of things. I just like I put this playlist on. and I know that yeah. I, I don't have to skip anything, or like I'll, I'll always be in the mood for this stuff. Uh, Deliverance is on there. Um, I believe Blackwater Park mm. and Watershed. Okay. Okay. So those are in the Water, yeah. Heritage is okay. Yeah, I don't. Heritage. It's, it's different. It's very into. different. Yeah. Ghost Reveries. I'm like. Eh. Yeah. Um. For me, Blackwater Park is like my yeah. home base for Opeth. Mm-hmm. And then I really like Still Life, if you're familiar with it. was the album before Blackwater Park. I also don't think I maybe heard it. It's yet. a really good album, but the production is like, eh. uh, it might even be better than Blackwater Park, but the production makes it like a little bit harder to listen to. Uh, okay. what, uh, um, do you know what year it came out? No. no. I don't know. It's like 90s? I mean, it was before Blackwater Park, and I want to say Blackwater Park was 2000 or 2001. Okay, so so yeah. it's probably ninety eight. Yeah, that sounds right. Blackwater Park. It was around um, then. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what else I have on like regular, kind of regular rotation. <clears throat> oh, I'm protest the hero. Okay. I don't know. I mean, I they're just kind of like fun metal. I guess I don't. I don't. Yeah. Just like kind of upbeat. It's nice yeah. to hear something positive. They're, they're they're like positive like musically. I don't. Some of the lyrics yeah, they, maybe not so much, but <laughs> yeah, they do have a very like uplifting melody yeah, to their yeah. music it's always it always sounds like it has this purpose yeah yeah like telling a story and you're yeah. going on a journey with them yeah it's a little bit unconventional as far as like the like the the melodies and the singing and stuff I yeah mean, i but, feel like know. i've uh whenever fortress came out 
yeah. I bought it on iTunes and it came with the instrumental version of the album. Oh, cool. And I love listening to the instrumental version of the yeah. album far more. Yeah. I feel like he's a good vocalist, but they overproduce him. Like yeah. They just layer so many tracks yeah, yeah. and it's just, it's overkill sometimes yeah, yeah. for me. It's no, I like, hear you. Whoa. I mean, there's a lot of people who are like, oh, I want to listen to metal, but I can't get into the screaming and I still won't even recommend Protest the Hero just because it's on the other spectrum of it's like, it's not really... It's like a musical. It's, yeah, it's like, he's like, it's, he's not just lead vocals, he's lead vocals, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But like, there's also lead guitar, and then there's lead rhythm guitar, you know what I mean? But like, I, I don't know, it's like... It's, there's they're, they're, there's they're so fun. much that go, and I, I don't know much of their stuff past Fortress, unfortunately. Yeah. I just kind of left it behind. Yeah. Um, I hear stuff, and I'm like, wow, this sounds awesome, but mm. I haven't taken the time to listen to it. Yeah. And that instrumental of Fortress... There's all this really awesome, like, auxiliary percussion and synth work and stuff that's in the background of the you music. Just, you just don't notice. Oh, it gets drowned out by yeah. the vocals. You never notice it. Hmm. But, um... I'll try to get a copy of that, then. Yeah. I think I still have it. I could probably send it to you. Yeah, that'd be great. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, uh... So, back to recording... Yes. Bethlehem. Uh, have you... Are you doing anything you think you're gonna... In any interest in, like, any, like, synth work or weird stuff and yeah sand. this time we have synth literally planned and i have some already like synth tracks like midi like just placeholders just doing midi yeah the synth? for for some of it yeah okay yeah, yeah um there's also some extra instrumentation like a trombone oh cool uh, trombone part i want to put in really really badly that i have simulated right now that would probably be, would probably be passable to for for the album but mm -hmm. um i'd like to get a live player but we'll see We'll see how it goes. My brother yeah. plays trombone. He's willing to help. Yeah, so. try to make it happen if yeah. you can. That'd be awesome. Yeah, it'd be a very interesting experience. You know, I've never recorded a trombone for a metal album before, but yeah, like, I mean, it happens. Why not? Yeah, do it if you yeah. have them. If you have, it's. I think it's really cool, and it's a lot of fun to step outside of the box and do that kind of stuff. But it sucks whenever it comes to doing it live. Yeah, and well, that's another thing we're gonna get into. Um, sequencing um some of these backing tracks which some people have problems with i guess because you know it's not live but at the same time like there's this one part in this one song that like we need this trombone part for <laughs> otherwise yeah, it's just, just like, it. it just I doesn't mean, you're playing to a click anyways. yeah what the fuck like yeah yeah so i mean it goes I mean, back to like the like the funness of it yeah and it's like hey you know we're a bunch of guys in costumes yeah exactly you're worried about our back yeah yeah i, I really think like, <laughs> it, it, you know at the same time it's like you just got to do what you're going to do because someone someone's also always not going to like it or approve of something that you do yeah just the way it is you can't please everybody but at least this time if they're if they want to make yourself. yeah if they want to make fun of us i mean or, or naysay us i mean that's fine because we're already kind of making fun of ourselves so i mean i guess we're in on the joke with you <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like if I mean whatever, but you know, just like I don't like certain types of music, and I'll talk shit on that. But you know, everyone does. So. I mean, I think it. I think it's hard for some people that take something real serious, like metal bands that take it real serious, to like see somebody having fun. Yeah. With it. Yeah, metal or, is metal has this kind of like, um, I don't know the word, but it's like you know, it's it's like a, very it's like serious a macho, tone. Yeah, I mean, you know, to thing, an outsider, like, it's like, oh my god, you're a metalhead, don't hurt me. Like really? Like, yeah, it's I it's like that. uh whenever a few years ago, like all of these like scene kids that were making started making this real real heavy music, and they're like, oh, they got girly haircuts and girl pants on. Yeah, it's like musically you put them next to each other, and it sounds like 
just as tough, but you just have a bunch of dudes that are like all skinny and look, they don't look like a metal band. Right, it's like, right. oh, that shit's not metal. And it's like, well, why? And then like those same people yeah. will tell you like, it's not about the image, man. Like do whatever you want. And then they mm-hmm. start making fun of the people that look like girls. Right. So it's like, <laughs> it's not about the image unless your image is different. Yeah. <laughs> then, then it is about the image. I don't know. I mean, that's kind of like I kind of like wearing the costumes because yeah, of that. Because I, if I did, like I wouldn't know what metal band shirt to wear on stage. You know, I don't know who'd be repping. Now, you know? yeah. Have you? So have you ever had any like regrets or thoughts about like getting involved in this sort of thing, like this, uh, like the themed, not when I say joke band, but like the costumes and all of this stuff. You ever like play shows sometimes and just be like man i wish that like i could just put my drums on stage and fucking play like and not have to worry um, about it or do you just like might, it that much i, I mean i'm sure s- it happens yeah i mean there's definitely times where i'm just like we have to worry about all this other shit too you know like the costumes and making sure we're in costume like with enough time like we we we, we put a lot more planning and like we need to know a lot of things in advance before we play a show if we want to do the Deathlehem show yeah you know what i mean and Sometimes we get fucked and we don't know enough about the 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 uh, you know the, the the planning, so we're always putting our costumes on last minute and getting our stuff up on stage last minute, setting things up. Things are breaking. Things are have you guys roots. ever played a show out of costume? Um, one time. Okay. We we uh, <laughs> two of us forgot our costumes. Really? Yeah. This was like way early on. This might okay. have been our third actual show. So it was still it was like two thousand eight. So, I mean, like, the, probably, like, December 2008, I think. It was Charleroi. In Charleroi, the venue was, uh, was it Club Octane? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was there. And I remember, I think it was actually with... Was it the Psyopis show? I think it was. I think it's when we opened for Psyopis and we didn't have our costumes That's on. funny. That's how I found out about you guys. Really? Yeah, because I wanted to play that show. And you saw this shitty and band. Somebody, and somebody <laughs> was like, oh, I already put this band on, Bethlehem. And I was like, who the fuck is Bethlehem? And then I, I looked it up, and I was like, "Well, at least they're actually metal." <laughs> like I couldn't be mad because I was—that's how I was just doing yeah. weird hip hop. But like I was still like weaseling my way onto play. And if there was a band that I liked, I tried to play a show with them. <laughs> I wish I still had that like that the balls to do that. I don't know yeah. what happened. Nothing's different. If anything, funny, my music though. would like—I'd probably fit better playing with Psyopus now than I would have back then. Yeah. But uh, yeah. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to make two comments. The first comment is the answer to your question is, do I have regrets about it? Um, absolutely, probably not. <laughs> other okay. than Other than other than my kind of back backhanded remark when uh, I don't have enough time or the band doesn't have enough time to get like their, their costumes on or scramble. And I'm like, fuck, I wish we didn't have to do this, but we have to. And then you start playing and it's awesome. Yeah. Cool. But other than that, like I definitely, I always tell DM... I would never, um, I don't know if I could do another band after Deathlehem. Okay. Like if, if we ever broke up, it would be really, really difficult for me to go back to something normal, serious or normal or, I, I, I don't know how to explain it. It's just, I feel like if, I feel like this is like, this is what I want to do musically. And, uh, yeah. I don't know. Playing, I mean, you guys have been playing for a few years now, so. Yeah. What have you noticed, like the different types of shows that you've played, and like how you've been received? I guess as a yeah. band, do you feel like people like get it, or do you think you come across a lot of people that like don't get it? Yeah, I think 
um, more more often than not, people get it. People understand. I think, especially after they talk to us and they realize like what we're what our purpose is, I suppose, or what we we deem our purpose to be. Yeah. Um, uh, there's definitely been times when people don't get it, and you could tell because I mean I've read comments on the internet where someone posted comments on like one of our music videos or, or one of some, someone posted one of our songs on YouTube and they posted a comment that said like they're cheesy live. And I'm like, okay, well <laughs> does that person get it or she does not get it? You know, yeah. like I, I don't know. Like, I mean, and then there's times where we, we played like, um, I'm trying, like the most recent one that I can remember is we opened for that, that Bam Margera thing that he did. He came okay. through Pittsburgh, you know, like, yeah. it was like with Fuckface unstoppable or something. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that was just a weird show, and I think we played that, and some people just didn't didn't get what we were we were doing. I, I think I, I think it was just weird. Like we didn't like a lot could, of people kind of liked it, but then a lot of people just. It could be hard yeah. if like if you have people that don't like metal yeah. that are at a show, like they don't really care for metal, yeah, and they don't understand the like culture of like the nerd culture kind of thing, yeah. So it's like they don't like metal, they don't get the nerd culture. So it's like. They if you, probably, if, yeah, if you don't have they either don't, of And if those, they don't know you personally, yeah. that's the thing. It's like, yeah. if, cause I'm sure that you have friends that come out to your shows. That yeah. They might not know, care much about metal, or maybe they yeah. like metal a little bit, but they don't know shit about video games. Right. But they know you guys, and they get the joke. Yeah. I think that if you walk into a situation where you have somebody that doesn't have a grasp on at least one of those things, right. they're, it's going to be gone, because they're going to think that you're serious, mm-hmm. and they're going to you know, like, what? And the, they're playing music I don't like, and, you know, why the fuck is this? What yeah, is this is that? dumb. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean totally. They there's definitely like the ultimate test was when we started to play shows outside of Pittsburgh. When we knew that our friends weren't gonna be there. You know what I mean? It would yeah. just be people that we didn't know. And I don't remember a specific instance where I thought in my head, like, yeah, people get this. This is a good thing. But it was probably a co- combination of multiple shows where I was just like, Yeah, this can be a a, a, a real thing that we do. And I mean, it really also depends on who we're playing with, you know? I mean, I find a lot of hardcore, like, hardcore now, not old hardcore music, but, like, you know, what it used to be considered. But uh-huh. I think, you know, things that have breakdowns now, I think those kids don't like us. Oh, sure. Okay. So, I mean, but, I mean, they also don't like anything that's not beat down, breakdown, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I just, uh, you know, those people don't, maybe a lot of them don't open up to the idea of what we do or a lot of metal bands do um there's also some times where we play uh nerd shows where we're we're we they got the nerd thing going we have the nerd thing going you feel like you're in but you're in family right but But, at the same time we play like heavy metal and they don't listen to metal. yeah and it's they don't listen to metal so i mean but i mean there's always going to be someone there like or i mean like we've never like we've played a few nerd convention type things now and no one's ever given us shit yeah like yeah. i mean they're they're more accepting they're more like the nerd crowd's probably more accepting of metal than someone who only likes a specific type of subgenre of metal would be to against like the nerd part of it yeah if that makes sense i think that what you get with the nerd crowd is probably a lot of people that they might not like metal but they like music and if you're giving like if you're delivering a a proper package that's like intense and it like fits this sort of overall theme like this aura yeah it could be like oh wow i get this like it's it's a good show yeah yeah um i think (laughs) 
Bethlehem and Sykes, I think we have like a connection in yes. the sense that there's not a lot of people doing exactly what we do. Mm-hmm. So when people get it, they get it. And it's like they super, super get it. Yeah. And they're really like vocal about it. And it's yeah. really, really cool. But it's really, it's rare yeah. to find those people. Yeah. But I can see like there's definitely people that I've come across. I'm sure you have too, where it's like, exactly. If you get it, they really, really like it. And they really, really appreciate it. Yeah. Because they know like what you're doing. And I mean, it's just like, it, it is cool to find those people. And then there's people who. Like I've never really just, come across anybody who like absolutely hates us. Maybe two people I'm thinking of, like just from the internet. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm, I'm like, but no one's ever been like, man, fuck everything about Bethlehem. I've never heard that. I mean, like, I'm sure there are, but like they're not vocal, and it is kind of nice to to not. There's people who are just like, oh, that's cool, let's do it, and then there's people who are like really into it, and I'm really, really happy that there aren't a lot of people who are just like, fuck Bethlehem. Yeah. But those but they're the overwhelming majority are people who are just like, yeah, they're cool. And you know, maybe that's why Well, I think maybe know. it's hard. It's I me. Mean, I think you'd have to be like you'd have to really not know you guys cuz if yeah. we're talking from like a local standpoint, I think a lot of people know how much work yeah. you guys put into it and it's you can't just brush that off. Yeah. I don't think. I mean, maybe some people don't give a shit. Yeah. I, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, getting back to Yeah. Pittsburgh. Yes. And playing out. Do you enjoy playing outside of pittsburgh more than pittsburgh or is it kind of just like a you at this point now where like it doesn't mm-hmm. everything's kind of the same i and this is not a knock on pittsburgh but i definitely and i think all of us enjoy playing outside of pittsburgh more often only because playing outside of pittsburgh means we we have the potential to expand and, yeah and and get that one step closer to being able to do it maybe potentially full-time eventually who knows we we still like playing Pittsburgh, but for different reasons than for playing like outside. And yeah, shit I mean, like like, fr- like I mean, there's always going to be someone that's like, I missed the last Deathlam show. When are you guys playing again? When are you guys playing again? You know, and I mean, for a while there, we were playing. I think we were playing too much, and that killed a lot of our draw. Like a lot of people were, they always hit me up. A lot of metal bands starting out want to play with us, you know, because they think, oh well. You guys are you guys will draw like you guys are draw you'll you'll draw yeah and like we've only that's uh-huh. I mean we draw a little bit but I mean it's not like one hundred percent same thing yeah it's not like it's not like we have a draw that um once nothing has yeah or had you know what I mean it's, and it's but I don't know why I mean it's it's, people, it's because it's it's because of we're like it's weird yeah. I think it's as we get it's like as we get older yes our friends that didn't stay in music mm-hmm. they're not going to local shows anymore right. like they're not just they have better shit to do you know they've they got to wake up for work in the morning yeah. they have to fucking like make Take their the kids. kids dinner yeah, they yeah. have to worry about their bitchy wife like yeah. a ton of different things yeah i mean the, the the whole like i mean 5 years ago was completely different like with yeah your, and like 5 years ago it's like this was new like the thing with Sykes is like it was a new thing yeah and the thing that i hate is it's like about playing pittsburgh or trying to play pittsburgh is I'm still me. I'm still Sykes. Yeah. But it's like, I've been working my ass off and like, I make new music. And for most of the people, it's like, Oh, well I saw Sykes three years ago. I've seen Sykes. Yeah. But it's, it's like, like, it's like, it's, mu- complete, it's like, yeah. it's evolved and it's a totally different thing now. Yeah. And it's so hard to push that out and try to get people to pay attention to it. Cause it's like, Oh, I feel like outside people were just like, Oh, Sykes is still rapping. That's cool. 
but they don't take the time to actually check out what I'm doing or take the time to come out to a show anymore because it's like, right. been there, done that, I got other shit to do. But it's like, it's a totally different thing. And yeah. It's so hard. I feel like the product has evolved and it's changed so much. Yeah. But the name is the same. And it's like, I'm cursed with like this name that's just stale in Pittsburgh now. I feel like I don't know. That's an interesting observation. I don't know. Like, yeah. I because I, I reason why I think that's because I'm guilty of doing the same thing with my friends that are in bands. I have friends that are in bands that I don't follow up on at all. I know they're still playing shows, and I think it's great. And I'm like, oh, yeah, those guys are cool. And then you know, I don't see them play for you know two, three years. Yeah. And then I remember this happened with my friends that are instead of sleeping. Mm-hmm. I didn't actually see them play a show. For like two and a half years or something like that but we had talked and blah 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 blah. and then the first time i'd seen them play in two and a half years i was like holy shit what have i been missing you guys got so fucking good yeah and it's just like you know they're like a, oh like it was just like it's yeah. natural for them but yeah it's like fuck like i feel like an asshole like what else am i missing what else is everybody else around yeah, me yeah. doing that's a yeah it's it is it's interesting i guess yeah i mean like i think a lot of people maybe think of us like that too maybe i don't know now that you're saying it the way you you phrased it because like maybe maybe they are thinking oh i've seen Deathlehem once i've seen dudes in costumes i get it guys in the costumes playing the metal yeah yeah Yeah, but it's like is the joke old i mean maybe to some people yeah i mean i'm kind of not surprised i'm a little bit like i don't know i'm very like i guess humble i'm never really like overly confident in anything that i do but this is this is like uh it's something that I do feel like out of anything I've ever done, I feel like Deathlehem is something that I can definitely be proud of mm-hmm. in this weird way. What's life like outside of music for you? Outside of music well, and video I games? Well, I don't have a lot to talk about. Now, I don't know. I mean, like, I really like... Oh, man. That's such a deep question. No. I mean, I work at Carnegie Mellon University. You've done that for a while, right? I've, I've been there for almost seven years. Okay. Did you go to school at CMU? No, I went to the Art Institute of Pittsburgh. Uh, you told me that. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, with DM. Yeah, yeah. That, that's how I met him. He's a he did game design, and I did uh, digital digital media production. Okay, is that what you do at CMU? Um, yeah, video videography. Okay, yeah, I'm like a video technician. That's my title, and I I record classes for distance distance education. So there's not a lot of creative input because it's more of like. Hey, set these cameras up really, really fast. You know, pick a spot in the room and record. You just like instructor. sit in on classes and like watch yeah. it. Do you like get to absorb any knowledge from that? Um, Do you try to take advantage of that? <laughs> I try to <clears throat> occasionally, but a lot of the classes I do are computer science classes, so a lot of it's over my head. Okay. And I have like no background in it. I mean, like the first couple classes are kind of interesting for the semester, and then after that, I'm just like I'm fucking lost. But um, the uh, the the there's one class in particular that I actually enjoy recording and i haven't i didn't do it this semester i think i did it last semester but it's about i forget the name of the class it's basically about cell phones and um the future like where mobile you know platforming and stuff like that where that's going you know apps and stuff and you know what our phones are going to be capable of doing what they can be used for um i remember years ago when i was actually recording this class because we recorded almost every semester because it's constantly being updated so they want to have you know new stuff every every semester um i remember the guy talking about 4g and it was coming out before they even verizon announced anything you know and and he even predicted i mean a lot of people were predicting it he just put it in the class saying you know when they tell you all this at&t and verizon when they tell you that 4g is coming out it's not true 4g 
it's that's why they had that LTE shit at the end of it. Okay. Okay, and it's it's kind of like yes, it is faster than the the three G, but it's not if you go by the actual. Um, I guess it's like the algorithm, I guess, to, to figure out what the speed increases every every generation of, you know, new technology should be. It's, it's not it's not on par. But they're they're billing it as that. It's a it's a it's a marketing gimmick is what they're basically sure. using it for. And uh I just remember that and then like, you know, all this stuff comes out and sure enough they're they're billing it go. as this and they're saying this is the speed and it's not what it should you know, I mean like they didn't say this is the speed, it's faster. It's not what it should be. No one ever says that. No. But, you know, and I don't remember all the statistics or the actual, like, data that, you know, would it actually ha- should be or everything. But I just thought it was interesting and, you know. Are you, like, into, like, any kind of tech stuff? Like, yeah. iPads and oh, yeah, things yeah, like yeah. that? You're in that stuff? Yeah, I'm, like, I'm always into, like, I mean, uh, I try to play with things as much as I can, like, as far as tech stuff comes. Like, if someone brought in Google Glass, I'd definitely be, like, you know, hey, let me see that. But I wouldn't ask a random stranger at CMU wearing Google yeah. Glass if I can come up and fucking where you know but um someone i know for sure you know i'm always kind of interested in uh you know if someone gets something before me like a ps4 or xbox <laughs> one or you know the ipad air or you know whatever yeah let me see that what does it do cool fingerprint sensor on the uh the uh the 5s or you know i mean mm-hmm. yeah i'm always kind of into that i'm always trying to like especially if i have a chance to tinker with anything i definitely would like to um i had a broken i had two broken macbook pros and just by kind of looking at the internet and stuff i put them together and, and like made like one working working yeah just cool first time i ever did that i always thought that was kind of cool but um i was at uh mcdonald's recently and uh the like something happened with my order that i was trying to place and they had to like get a manager over to like correct it uh-huh and like instead of like doing the number it was like they had like a fingerprint sensor to get into the uh like the admin the, role on the yeah, register and it was like how uh, serious is this McDonald's thing that you need like a yeah. fingerprint? I guess maybe like an employee could like figure out the numbers and maybe give their friends free food or yeah. something. Yeah. Oh, I will definitely definitely admit to that. I, I when I my, when I was fifteen, I worked at a McDonald's and I knew managers' passwords to like. Oh really? Fucking yeah, promo shit off okay. and stuff. Yeah, hell yeah. Was your first job at like a yeah. at McDonald's? Yeah, I've been working since I was fifteen. Okay. Like I've been mean, fifteen years old. Started. In, I got. I I saved up and bought a truck when I was sixteen. You know, and I've been working to pay off vehicles ever since. <laughs> <laughs> My first job was at a Taco Bell, and the first thing that I saved up for was actually this. This Korg ES1. Ooh. And I still that. have it. Is, got, like, is that a sequencer? Or? Yeah, yeah. It's a sequencer and a sampler. Cool. It's like a little, uh, not an SD card slot, but a smart media card slot, which is like the most uh, inconvenient form of like media Format, yeah yeah because like the cards are super fucking expensive and they hold shit for memory huh. but uh yeah i mean i bought this in 2003 with my taco bell money sweet and 11 years man that yeah I, I've, I've sold off a lot of my older music equipment but i always i kept this just as you like still a, use it or anything or um i don't really it is like it's kind of fucked up uh-huh. Where, like, something's wrong on the inside of it, and, like, it doesn't understand BPMs or anything right anymore. Like, everything's all... It sounds, like, real glitchy. It sounds like it's circuit-bent, but fucked up. Huh. Um, I used it a couple times, like, intentionally. Like, using, like, finding ways to utilize the fucked-up sounds in, right, in yeah. it. But there's only so much you can do with that. And um, I haven't used it in a while. I haven't plugged it in a very long time. I keep telling myself that I'm going to, and maybe do something with stuff that I'm working on now. But for now, it just kind of hangs out there. It's interesting. That's kind of like, uh, 
I kind of have a little bit of regret. I sold my first drum set. Okay. Um, but um, it wasn't like anything great. It was just a really shitty, like you know, a knockoff Pearl Export. You know, that was like, um, I think it was probably Korean made. And uh, you know, I put some nice heads on it and everything. It sounded fine. But um, you know, I sold that off for like probably I forget maybe two hundred bucks. And I applied that to a new symbol that I got for the current set that I have. You know? and, <laughs> yeah. You know, and like even now I'm thinking like my set is it's old. You know, it's it's probably it, it's pushing. I think uh, I think it's pushing ten years old now. It's, it's at least ten years old. It's 2014. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> always forget about that. Yeah. I'm, I always think like the 90s was like were like ten years ago. No. Nope. No. Nope. No. Nope. Not at all. Nope. Uh, but yeah, this uh, and like you know, I kind of have like some regret. I'm like, well. I mean, I sold it to somebody that I kind of knew, so I'm like, at least I know he's gonna play it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like you brought that out, and it's like that's from your, you know, your your when you first yeah. started doing what you do, you know. Yeah. Um, I will say that I have a when when I started playing drums, I also started playing guitar, and obviously I focused way more on drums because <laughs> I'm not a very good guitar player. But at least I know you, you get I it. get the gist of it, and I can play some things, not very well, but um. And I bought my first guitar when I was, I, th- I believe I was like 16. I don't have a very, very good, solid recollection of it. Um, but it was around that time. And I will never, I will never sell that. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. just something I've had. I mean, it's just an Ibanez uh, AX220. So, I mean, it's not like the, it's not like the entry level, but it's not the top of the line, obviously. I think it was like 350 bucks, maybe 400. And it's just one of those, like, it's nothing special, but it's, like you know as far as equipment but to me it's just like you know what man like that's like that's my guitar i understand i have like a huge issue with nostalgia yeah and like i don't know it's weird how that affects like like, the way you know what i mean yeah yeah, it's like it's it's like the first 10 years of my life just completely uh encompass the rest of my life yeah it's like it's like i'm still like Cause like my uncle was really into collecting records yeah. and shit like that. And that passed down onto me. And then like, I'm still like buying toys and buying records and collecting movies. And it's like, that's all shit that I was doing as a kid and I'm still yeah. doing it. I still, feel like yeah. part of me has never really like grown up. Yeah. So it's like, I have, a, I have a really yeah. hard time like letting go of stuff. There's like, I went through two phases of letting go things. Um, the first phase was kind of like this, uh, when you're like first becoming a teenager, like the like 13, 14, 15, where you're like, I got rid of all the shit that I had when I was a little kid. Yeah. And then like, like, all this, like, like toys and yeah, stuff. Like yeah. Random toys and things like that. And it's like, fuck. Like then once I became like 17, 18, I realized that stuff was still cool. I was like, fuck, I wish I wouldn't have got rid of that. Yeah. 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 Like all my old like Mortal Kombat action figures and stuff. Yeah. That, yeah. Like, <laughs> they're worth a ton of money now. It wouldn't matter. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I would just like to have them. But the thing that sucks is like you go back and you want to try to buy some of that stuff again. And it's like you, I mean, it's, it's like too, it's like it's too it, fucking expensive. It's hard to, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I wanted to go back and get those Mortal Kombat figures, and they're all like 30, 40 bucks each. Do you ever it's have like, like that weird feeling, like you, yeah, like buying something that you've already owned? It's yeah. like weird. I don't uh-huh. know how to explain it. I mean, there's no like logical reason. I mean, it's just like okay, you don't have it anymore, and you want it, so you're gonna buy it. Okay, cool. But like. There's, like, this weird, like, disconnect. I don't uh-huh. know how to explain it. The second phase happened whenever, like, I moved out, like, from my mom's house. And then, like, these, like, uh, like ups and downs of, like, not having, like, a steady job. And, like, oh, I'm going to, like, sell some things for extra money. Yeah. And then, like, you kind of just, like, in desperation get rid of, you know, some DVDs. Or you get yeah. rid of... The big thing with that was video games. 
Like, I sold oh, all of my video yeah. games and all of my Magic the Gathering cards. And I just fucking wish I would have just, yeah. like, starved for a couple extra weeks just to keep that shit. Those are two things that I never I never sold. I, I have all my Super Nintendo and regular Nintendo games I had when I was a kid. And my uh-huh. dad. And he gave them to me. You know what I mean? Like, he had them. Because he was, like, a big gamer. Like, when I was growing up and stuff, like, he had this, he had the Nintendo, oh, he cool. had the Super Nintendo, so like that kind of passed on to me and in into like, you know, computer games and stuff and then that eventually I was like, you know, Xbox and stuff. But like he uh <clears throat> he had this uh, you know, all the Super Nintendo games that we had. Like I still have the original case, like the drawer and stuff, you know, uh-huh. you know, and they all fit in. Like we didn't have a lot of games. We probably have maybe maybe 25 games for Super Nintendo and maybe maybe 15 games for regular Nintendo. But we never sold any of them at the time. We never Sold them later, and I still have them. You know, it's just something that we just awesome. once we own the same, the same game, the same, from the we... same systems too. Yeah, and they're sitting like the, my Super Nintendo right now is sitting underneath my my Xbox, and that's the that's the same Super Nintendo that I played when I was you know ten, and like I'll never sell it. Even if it fucking breaks, I'll never sell it. You know, what I mean, if it doesn't work anymore, but it still works. I plug it in my TV right now, and like I was playing uh, like that shitty game Hook. You know, what I mean? like it's so <laughs> shitty. And I was playing it the other night, just fucking drinking, like, fuck yeah, all right, sweet. And it's like, I'll never get rid of that. And, I'll, and I have Magic the Gathering cards, because I played that when I was a kid. I was I did the tournament with my dad, you know. And oh, your dad played? Yeah, he played. He was a nerd, man. Yeah, like, yeah, it's, cool. it's kind of weird. Like, I don't think about it until, like, wow, he was a nerd, you know. Like, But, like, that's awesome, because it all comes full circle with Deathlehem, I always say. Like, everything, every aspect of my life is, like, somehow, somehow, in, like, with, with Deathlehem, I use it. Yeah. video audio uh music writing music um the nerd aspect mm-hmm. i mean like everything is just like Bethlehem is like that core it's so fucking weird that's I almost know. how yeah. i feel with like sykes now is because it's like i do everything myself pretty yeah. much All yeah you do very yeah. rarely do it's like i mean i'm at the point now where i'm printing my own merch like it's yeah. just like like anything i want to do i do myself and it's like it's all i've learned how to do all of this stuff as a result of just like wanting to do it for yeah. sex or do it for myself or for some band that I'm in. Cause I you, or like, you'll find something, you'll figure it out how you can use it in Sykes. You yeah. know what I mean? I would much rather like take the time out and learn how to do something than like just give somebody else money to do it. Cause like I'm a control freak, I guess. Yeah. And, like I want to have, that's why we're recording ourselves too. Yeah. And like you do all your own videos too, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's something that you just, I'm sure you, I mean, I didn't really, it's like in, in high school, uh, me and my friends had a camcorder, and uh, I ma- I directed a movie. Like yeah. we, we made like little short movies and stuff like that. Then it got to a point where like after high school, like I we made like a full length. I made a full length movie. Yeah. And the only reason I made the movie is because I wanted to do the score for it. <laughs> like I thought it'd be so fun to score a movie. It's like I don't have a movie. Yeah. All right. Let's, well, I guess I'm gonna make a make, movie. Make a movie. <laughs> it's like and it's like it's the tot- movie. Co- movie complements the score it's instead of the other. Like, yeah. The movie itself, like, is like it's the script. It's shit. It's total yeah. shit. It doesn't work out, and I mean, but my friends were great. Everybody helped out, but it's like I edited it with, like, two VCRs. I didn't even have, like, a computer at the time to edit it, so it was, like, tape-to-tape editing, and then, like, I, like, uh, recorded all of the audio for the movie onto the computer, and then, like, I just knew in my head what was supposed to go where, so I did all the audio corrections, and then, like, I, uh, to fix the audio, I did a playback of the, the video... And then use the red and white cables from the computer into the second VCR. And then just like hit the play button on the computer to get the corrected audio and the video from the VCR. You following me? Yes. So, and then I just like timed it. 
and like it took me a couple of times to get it right. I just made like a little sequence that's, at the beginning. That's but awesome. Then like I connected it and it lined up, and then that's how I did. It, it was like so. Yeah. But like I learned so much. Yeah, I mean, I mean you're you're like, oh, it's like you're 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 the concept is there. You know, yeah. I mean? like you know what I mean. And you just apply like different, I guess, mechanics to get to there. I've but... always just kind of been like a work with what you got instead of like. I feel like there's some people that if they don't have the means to make something happen. They're just like, eh, well, fuck it. I'll just wait yeah. until I can make this happen. Yeah. And I'm more of like a, I'm going to fucking just do yeah. this. I don't care if I have to yeah. like, you know, duct tape something together to make yeah, this yeah. work. It's like, it might not be as great. Because I think that's the thing. A lot of people, they don't want to half-ass things. Mm-hmm. And they, if they want to do something, they want to do it 100% right. Right. But all the, not all, a lot of the people I know that are like that, that mentality really holds them back. And they usually don't end up ever getting anything done. Yeah. For me, it's like with creating things, it's always you have to be willing to compromise. Yeah. And it's never going to be 100% what you want. And at the same time, somebody, whoever's watching this, they're not going to know what your intentions were. Yeah. Just make it genuine and make it kind of cool. Yeah. And they'll either appreciate it or they won't get it. It's like you plan everything and you can plan everything down to a fucking perfect T, you know, like everything is exactly the way that it should be on paper but then if you don't it changes it's man. gonna change you know what it's i mean just, like you have to, there's some jazz to everything you know what i mean you gotta have some impromptu shit to everything like, you know well, if you it's... if if you're so dead set on like so scripted you yeah know what i mean like if your life is scripted and like in every aspect that you do i think that's I mean, some people can work that way, I guess, but, like, other... You have to be I, I able to roll with the punches. Yeah, just, like, 100%. Be willing to, like, just accept change, because yeah. things aren't going to work out how yeah. you want them to. Shit's going to go wrong, yeah. and then it's just like, well, fuck it. It's yeah. like, at the end of the day, you know, I might have a video that I finish, and it's like, wow, yeah. this really wasn't what I was thinking in my head, but yeah. you know what? This is still pretty cool, yeah. and at least I still did something. Yeah. Move on to the next thing. Like, it's like that, 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 that saying, you know, like, you know, do the best you can and like literally do the best you can at least you can say that much and you know what i mean like doing something yeah you're trying and if you don't if you don't do it right the first time you'll might might not do it right the second time might not do it right the third time you know and right's all a matter of opinion right right exactly i mean right is subjective on a lot of things it's so easy to be your like your own worst enemy yeah and i guess like if you're trying to like whether you're vocal about this or not if you're trying to like replicate replicate or mimic somebody or something and you're not getting what you want like the results you want because of expectations that you're setting for yourself then you're probably never going to be happy yeah because even if you meet the expectations your expectations are probably just going to continue to rise right just always be beating yourself up i i I am guilty of that a lot of times but you know sometimes i you know i i find that i try to i try to have good self-awareness and situational awareness too two different things but like for self-awareness like Sometimes I do get away from that, and I and I compare myself to other, you know, definitely to other bands, and you know, and and uh, you know, my work to other people's yeah, work. Yeah, it's like, well, it's like, but it's like, it's know, hard. Yeah, it's, if you feel like, because it's like you're working all the time. Yeah, and you see other people that you know you might personally feel like you're working not harder than, but you're working just as hard or mm-hmm. pretty close to, but like the results are just like on a scale. It's like it's way off. Yeah, you just feel like how what am I doing wrong? Yeah. I mean, I ask myself that all the fucking time. Like I can't figure it out. It's like, <laughs> I don't think that anything I do is that great. I mean, it's, it's okay. You know, it's, I don't mm-hmm. think it's bad. It's, it's exactly what it, I feel. <laughs> it does, it's, yeah. it's there, 
But yeah. I feel like it's a lot more competent than some things that I see yeah. that are like really working. Yeah. And it's like, I can't just, I don't, it's, it's over my head. I yeah. feel like a lot of it has to do with just who, you know, and luck. Mm-hmm. And I think the biggest thing is having people behind you that are willing to push you. There's yeah. only so much that you could do yourself, especially as like an artist, our job should be to just create the stuff and yeah. just focus on creating the best product that we can. Mm-hmm. And then you have somebody else that's while you're creating, they're pushing for you. Yeah. But on like, unless you have somebody, it's really hard. That's yeah. I mean, an artist now is you have to, I mean, wear more than just the artist hat mm-hmm. you're expected to, you know? And, and there is something to say that being able to do that, you know what I mean? And like, that's, that's awesome. But I mean, it is a lot of what you said you know you need to you need to know the right people you need to have the right contacts you need to know i mean mean, there's so many different aspects to it yeah it's just just like you can write the best song in the entire world scientifically the best song you know what i mean (laughs) like science books but if you don't have a way to get it out or to have other people hear it you know what i mean it's it's so hard to get people to pay attention i mean it's i you know or see your art you can have the best painting yeah, I mean, just anything in general, you know. Obviously, best and favorite and good or better is yeah, something subjective. That you, you but just I mean, have you know. a really, really strong product. Yeah, that nobody is paying attention to. It's like, I think the the problem really isn't yourself as an artist. The problem is trying to find fans or find people with an intention span that yeah. are willing to support what you're doing. Because yeah. regardless of how good or bad anybody is, there's thousands of people that are all putting content out there yeah and it doesn't matter like where you're at on skill level or awesome level it's just there's too much shit i don't i i have a really hard time keeping up with music nowadays yeah finding new bands and things it's just too much it's like yeah eh, i'm just gonna stick with what i know yeah yeah and then it's like that i mean <laughs> it the, anytime i hear that like saying I think like that Dillinger album, that Option Paralysis. Mm-hmm. I didn't think of like what it actually meant until I I, I uh, watched an interview that Ben Weinman did, and it's just like literally, you have so many fucking things to choose from, like options and music, options and you know life or whatever. It's just like, and you end up being like kind of paralyzed as to where you currently are, you know what I mean, or uh-huh. something like you're sticking with your familiar territory or something, you know, and that could kind of be bad sometimes, you know what I mean? Like depending on what it is, you know what I mean? Like, like, and I, and I do the same thing. I do this, you know I mean? There's so many bands and music out there that I haven't listened to. And part of me is like, I really really wish I, I I wouldn't be able to hear everything, you know, and and Mm -hmm. give it a a good shot, you know, but, but at the same time, it's like the things that I have and I listen to, like I stick, I'm familiar with it. Yeah. You know, it's good to have familiar stuff too, but you know, like, but I don't want to be this person that, because I am a musician too, and I'm part of the problem now. Because I won't give other, you know, new bands. I, exactly. You know what I mean? That's. And it's hard to, and I can, I can relate to that, and I can relate to the artist side. It's like the same. I, I actually started to, um, since Deathlehem, I won't, uh, I won't rip, I won't download music anymore for okay. free. I won't steal it. Um, so I'm like, I mean, that's nothing. I don't want to give myself like props for that because that's something that people really shouldn't do no matter what i think um uh you know and you know i don't have disposable income to buy every album that i think is worth a shot to listen to or you know 
or I want to listen to. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, there's bands that I fucking love that I would like. I mean, I want to buy all their back catalog, but I just can't. You yeah. Know? And you know, so I'll end up going to Spotify or going, you know, to YouTube to listen to it or whatever. You know, because at least at least they're getting some kind of fucking pennies. Sometimes, you know, and sometimes fractions yeah. i mean like i know how much we get for spotify plays and i'm sure you got are you on spotify no okay i've it's not even fucking worth it i'm really as... <laughs> uh i'm really into like i'm not into digital media okay at all. i'm really you have the really nice vinyls and i think that's like that's <laughs> I'm, something to be said about i'm that. really yeah. into physical media like yeah. i um I don't, and that's why if I put stuff online, I, all my stuff's available online. Right. But it's free. I don't think yeah. that people should pay for digital files. I think that it's bullshit because I don't know. There's no, I've, I hear I've gotten it, into this yeah. argument with people before because it's like yeah. I'm an like people that think they're an artist and they deserve to be paid for their work. Right. That's fair. I don't do this. I don't. I've never created my art to like make money off of it. That's uh-huh. why like. I have a job and that's why I, yeah, it's, eh, I don't want to, I never really liked the idea of having to rely on my art to live. Yeah. That concept kind of like scares me. I feel like it would actually take away from my creative abilities. If I, if you had to rely, like if you, turn, yeah. it's like when you turn anything into a job, like, will you still like it? You know, yeah. I mean, like, it, you know, it, it could be great. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But I just, for physical media, sure, there's costs of it and labor and stuff, so I don't have a problem yeah. selling that. But for digital files, it's like, yeah, I made this album. I made this album so people can hear it. Yeah, and it's at the end of the day, what's more important? That like four dollars that you know a couple people might give me. Yeah. Or if I make it for free and you know a couple hundred people download it and they're listening to it, that's way more profitable than. You know, the yeah, hundred people that I could go made. to a show or something. Yeah, yeah it's just yeah. It's, it doesn't matter to me. Yeah, I, I have, I, I'm torn on it. I, I totally see where you're coming from, and I am, and I, I'm not. It's hard to say. Like the fact that we're on iTunes or on Spotify. Like Spotify is like subscription. I mean, like my Spotify account is free. I don't fucking pay ten bucks a month mm-hmm. or whatever to use it on my phone. But you know, when I'm on my computer. Yeah, I'll listen to some advertisements, I guess. I mean, I'm bombarded with advertisements everywhere, no matter what, which is a whole other conversation that I want to, you know. <laughs> but, but really, like, um, ideally, in an ideal world, I I would want to just give away digital music. and, and But at the same time, I, I feel that we make our music so cheap anyway, you know. And, like, I really like the Bandcamp thing that they do where, you know, like, our first album is just donation. Like, yeah, you I take d- it for free if you want or give me your email so I, I can tell you do- when we're playing. You I know? do the donation thing for Bandcamp. Bandcamp's the only place online where you can download my stuff. Yeah. And it's all, like, the pay what you want. Yeah. I mean, if somebody really feels, like, inclined to give me five or ten bucks, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want to turn that down. Like, I right. really appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. That's awesome. Awesome. Yeah, you're not going to be like, no, no, no. But at the same time, yeah. it's like, I don't want to prevent somebody from downloading my album that could show it to people and essentially be helping me get my music out there yeah because you know they aren't willing to give me five bucks or whatever for the album right it's, oh, it doesn't you. matter yeah. to me i think that like i mean spotify is a little bit different because it's it's more of like people pay the subscription to be able to have like any music all the music that they want and yeah like, and that's... like you could come up into things that somebody might not even know yeah because they'll always have like if you make a channel that is the the uh, the Dillinger Escape Plan channel, 
you know what I mean? And you're going to get all kinds of bands that kind of either sort of sound like that or whatever Spotify deems through their algorithms. This is what should also play on this channel, you know? Uh-huh. And, and I think, you know, that's a cool way to listen. Like Pandora, you know, is obviously kind of the similar and, you know, Last FM or whatever. That's all fine. And I, and I, and I like that. And I, and I don't mind, like, I don't have a problem taking 0.003 cents <laughs> for someone that wants to stream our music through there. iTunes it's a whole other story because you're basically, we charge more on iTunes because we have to, you know what I mean? Like that's just the way that they work on iTunes than a physical CD. We sell our CDs for $5. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you know, we, we've never been a band also to, I mean, that's just, I mean, just going back to that real quick, like iTunes, like you, I mean, you pretty much have to make it $10. I don't know the way that we have it set up through, our first album is set up through Reverb Nation, and our second one is set up through CD Baby to go through to get to iTunes. You can't change the price. So it's either it's on iTunes or it's not on iTunes. And I'd rather... It's kind of like how you you know, you know put your music out because it's like you don't want to shut any doors you know, if someone has it for free. Yeah. I don't want to shut any doors if someone's looking for us on iTunes. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, Even though they got to pay for it. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is I, I don't... You have to, like, put yourself into the mindset of a consumer yeah. and where they're going to look for music. It's like, I don't buy music on iTunes. I've bought maybe, like, four or five albums yeah. on iTunes in my life. Yeah. If, if even that. Like, and it was... I don't but think I've that, ever... That doesn't yeah. fucking... There's thousands, millions of people that buy do, albums yeah. on iTunes. And just because I don't do it... Right. Doesn't, doesn't mean that everyone does. Yeah. You can't project the way that you live your life and how you operate yeah. your, your purchasing habits to you know 100% that's how everyone does it you know what yeah, i mean yeah and I mean, that's 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 why i feel like i need some it'd be nice to have like some sort of a i don't know like a marketing person yeah. or somebody yeah that, and that's that, that knew like yeah like no like you should do this because of this and yeah it's just like oh, okay like that yeah makes sense. but i mean at the same time it's like to someone who wants to buy codex one our first cd on itunes for ten dollars they just did a little bit more research. They could have got it for free and or $5 or whatever they wanted to give us on Bandcamp. But it, it like really is like that whole, I don't want to shut the door even though it is on iTunes and we are charging for it. And like we've never been, this is the second point I was going to make. Like we, we, we've never been a band that likes to price gouge people on, on stuff. So like if it was up to me, if we're up, if we're up to me, I would just give everything that we ever do away for free t-shirts fucking cds like i mean our the digital comic we did that's 100 percent free download it whatever um but like i mean the cds it just goes to show you like the cds because we did a self-release on the first two albums to get codex one cds made it's a dollar 75 plus shipping so it ends up being about depending on how many we order at a time it's about two bucks a cd so we sell it for five but we also give CDs away when people buy shirts. You know what I mean? And just like, cool, here. Or, you know, if someone doesn't have $5, if you come up to our merch booth and we're like, hey, I really, really would like a CD. I don't have any money. I have like a dollar. I'd be like, keep your dollar. Here's a CD. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just talk to us. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, we need, don't care. Yeah, yeah, when you're at that lower you know, level, you need to yeah. like. Yeah. And I, and I could see, you know, I mean, when you get a label involved, you obviously can't do that because you're not. You, you know your cd was made or produced and manufactured yeah like you gotta pay somebody back for it mm-hmm. you know and you know and like our second cd same thing we we i think we had it made for a dollar and we only had a certain amount made and you know we still have that because we ordered a bunch and uh 
you know, so I mean, like, we can give those away for, for nothing, you know what I mean? We sell them for five, but it's like, talk to us, you know what I mean? Like, and we're in shirts, we only order so many shirts. So when you buy a shirt from us, it basically pays for the shirt that was made plus half of another shirt. But that money ends up always going back to gas. So really, when we come, when it comes time to buy more shirts, we got to dish out our money for it anyway. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm preaching to the choir on a lot of things. Like anybody who listens to this and then you yourself know, you know what I mean? Unless, and even when you do it yourself, you still have upfront costs. Oh yeah. I mean, you, you know what I mean? Yeah. You, you have to be willing to put money into it and yeah. put time into it and just, yeah. I mean, like you, like, like you said at the very, very beginning of this, it's an expensive hobby. Yeah. It's an expensive hobby. It's it is, and then it's even more expensive for us because all the fucking stupid costumes and the. Uh, I mean, like I have like we have all these plans. Like if if someone would just give us ten grand, we'd have <laughs> the best fucking stage show that you would ever see in your entire life. I I always like Bethlehem to be like we put equal time into the music and equal time into the stage show, and and putting on like an event and something that you people, have to with yeah. what you guys are doing. Yeah. Because that's the thing is it, it's real easy for it to be like way lame. Yeah. If it's not like the attention to details, not yeah. there. Yeah. I mean, you know, we've always had, we've had bad shows and we've had good shows and the ones that are good stand out because I mean, it's just like things go off the way that like I would want to see a show and like, I, I like seeing production. Like, I mean, like, there's bands that are like just amazing musicians and like, okay, they clearly put 300 times more amount of time into their into their music so it totally makes up for it you know what i mean <laughs> but like when i see a good live show with like maybe subpar music or something that's like just decent i mean that the live shows like it's like that's that's something you can only experience live and that's what makes going to a show worth it you know mm-hmm. what i mean that's just my it's not uh, so more often than not too you're always gonna have like a poor mix yeah of like the audio and yeah yeah, yeah. everybody's like you know some people were drinking people were running around no like there's very few people that have like a full honed in sense they're just like listening to the music and that's it it's like (laughs) that's me (laughs) i'll go to a show and all i do is sit there and watch and people are like aren't you having a good time i'm like i'm having an awesome time because (laughs) because that's all i want to sit there and like just take it all in like but other people mosh, other people go crazy and they do, you know, it's cool. You know? Yeah, and Everyone it's, it uh, it's, like, it's really hard, like, yeah. you know, being a performer and you're like, oh man, I know it sounded terrible. Everybody's like, it was fine. Yeah. Uh, you know, nobody's fucking paying attention, really. Yeah. And nobody noticed that you flubbed that note. Or, yeah. Like you missed that fill. It's. Yeah. It doesn't but matter. Even if you do notice it, because I do notice it sometimes when I'm watching other bands, but it's oh, like, yeah. it doesn't ruin the show for me. It's just like, oh. It happens. They're humans you know what i mean yeah. like i'm i appreciate that they have actually made a mistake rather than playing to a backing track or uh, you know i mean backing track to an extent you know what i mean like when you actually have everything pre-recorded if if mo- if, if you have more than 50 percent of your set other than like if you have musicians to play it you know what i mean and you have it like i, I want to i'll talk shit on it because i don't care epica fucking have you ever seen them live no I mean, how many people were in their band and they, instead of them playing the lead guitar parts, they have them fucking tracked. Really? Yeah. Like, come on. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. Really? Like, to, to me, that's ridiculous. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, like, there's something to be said, but like, I mean, for you, for instance, I don't think I wouldn't use that same, that same uh, uh, definition, I suppose, or that same, yeah. like, hold you accountable for that same thing because 
the things that you have done, you have made yourself to be played back. You know what I mean? Like that's all shit that you had, you crafted. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And you're one, you're one dude up there. You know what I mean? Well, not anymore. I do well, yeah, yeah, you do the live band stuff. But I don't I mean, think I like before. Have, like, yeah, yeah. Well, like right now, I mean, I have a drummer and a bass player. Yeah. Do you so, have a guitar player still? N- no. no. I mean, Josh was playing with me for a while, and then things happened. Sorry, I forgot all about the live shit. It's I'm another. Sorry, it's yeah. another. It's another conversation. Yeah. Things. Yeah. With, it's like it's weird. Like things between us are fine now. Yeah. But they were like there's like this weird animosity for a while, and I just like haven't like asked him to come back. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I think what I'm trying to do with the new stuff too is like when I had a full band, it actually it sounded too much rap rock. And I'm trying to, like, I don't want that to happen again. Yeah. So it's, like, no, like, I'm trying to, like, completely cut out, like, a guitar. Yeah. Um, It's a whole other conversation. That's, like, that's interesting, though. That just goes to show back to what you said about how you don't see somebody for, like, two or three years and you come back. Like, I think the last yeah. time I saw you was, like, that Halloween show we did together. Yeah. And, like, that was completely different probably than what you do now, you yeah. know? And if I went to a show, if I, you know, I wanted to go to the last one. You yeah, know I mean, I mean but it's, it's just, different. It's, like, yeah. I'm playing all completely different songs yeah that are like it's a different style and yeah. i have like a band with me yeah i mean i've been doing the live band thing for about a year now and there's still like people that have no no fucking idea yeah and i like, almost forgot right then like this just goes yeah. to show me that's a knock on me you know what i mean like i just I don't keep up enough with the local shit well how are you supposed to yeah i don't know so it's i'm really so hard. fucking my my head is so far up Deathlam's ass right now sometimes but it needs yeah. to be that's the yeah. thing is if you don't put that much attention into your own shit how it's yeah you know it's but not I like this i want to support i want to support the, the the people that deserve to be supported too you know? yeah but, i'm in the same boat i'm trying to figure yeah. it out man yeah i'm trying to there's figure not it enough out. hours in the fucking day that's what it comes down to I'm trying to make time i gotta pause because i gotta pee well hey you know yeah. i was actually probably gonna wrap this up anyways. okay cool so <laughs> so cut that part out <laughs> yeah i mean yeah. yeah but yeah i was just gonna say just making time and yeah i wanted to Thank you for making time to come and talk to me. Thank you. Get that handshake uh, sound Let's effect. Let's get a better one. Let's get a better so, one. Make some noise. Too so big. You giant hands, I know. man. You see the drumsticks I use. <laughs> People are like, they like grab them. Like, they're like, hey, can I borrow a drumstick? I'm like, I don't know. Here you go. Fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> but seriously, thanks for coming over. Yeah, dude. This was fun. Cool, man. I like the, like the insight and all the conversation. So thanks right. for having me. And that's all, folks. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. Yeah, JT is awesome. His band is awesome, and I could just talk to that dude for hours. Seriously, it's always a pleasure. Be sure to check out Bethlehem if you aren't familiar, and be sure to stop by again next week for another episode. If you're still here, I'm assuming you know you you're enjoying these and you like listening to them. Do me a favor, and you know, tell your friends. Like, say, hey, check this out. Maybe they'll like it, maybe they won't, but, you know, I could certainly use some help getting the word out there, because I was thinking more, again, about the stats that I looked at at the beginning of this episode, and thinking that, you know, they could be a little bit better. I'm not upset, but, you know, who doesn't like more? More is always better, unless we're talking about pancakes. But, you know, I'm not going to start ripping off Mitch Hedberg jokes. We're just going to end this now uh man this got awkward i don't even know what i'm supposed to say now was it even mitch hedberg did the pancake thing i think it was yeah stop back (laughs) stop by again next week uh i am sykes start the beat podcast 2014 whoop
Woo! <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs>